Hey everybody, I'm Bear Klein, and I'm joined by my pastor, Paul Bogus, and this is our show, The Kaleo Podcast. On this episode, we will be introducing the Greek term kaleo, and then we'll dive into what it means to bear the name of God's imager. Let's talk about kaleo. What's kaleo mean? What's is that a new diet? The kaleo diet? <laughs> yeah, um, the Greek word kaleo means to. It's an invitation to call near, an invitation into something. Mm. I think that is what we. Uh, I believe it's what God is wanting. I mean, He wants to invite us into uh, conversation. He He wants to invite us into a dialogue mm. relationship. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's an interesting Greek word for sure. Mm. I, I want to give it some some scriptural context here with a couple verses. Second Thessalonians chapter one, eleven through twelve says that to this end we always pray for you, so that God will make you worthy of His calling and may fulfill every resolve for good and every work for faith by His power, so that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you. So there's the so that. Mm-hmm. Why have we been called? so that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you, and that you in Him, according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus. Mm. And then 1 Peter 2, 9 says, You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for His own possession, that you may proclaim the excellences of Him who called, Kaleo, who called you out of darkness into marvelous light. So we are called... For a purpose, the purpose of our calling is to glorify Jesus. Yeah, right. Well, I think that's the thing is that you know what we want to do out of this podcast is to be able to to draw people or give people an invitation, a calling to experience Jesus through the Scriptures, mm. and that's important. You know, I he's think, the he's the key, he's the goal, he's the. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that the thing is too is that you know I think we have to go back. To the the very essence of I think Romans chapter eight verses twenty eight and twenty nine it says and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God to those who are called according to His purpose. Mm. Now that word purpose right there in the Greek it means something that's already been established, something that's already been set beforehand, something that's already been set before. God has a plan. God has something that He has called us to 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 do to be. What is that? Well, it verse twenty eight says He's called that we are who are called according to His purpose. Verse twenty nine says, "For whom He foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son." The conformity. What we're predestined to to be, the purpose is for us to be conformed to the image of God's Son. That, that's the purpose. That's the original calling. That's the original calling. That, that's Genesis 1. Mm. It's Genesis 1, 26. Let us make man in our image after our likeness. Mm. 
I mean, mm. that's the call. The original mandate for man was representation and relationship. That's good. Rulership. We could put rulership in there, right. too. Representation or relationship. Okay. Representation and rulership. Rulers. So when man fell in the garden, we find here some, you know, the dilemma. We find here that God and man, uh, their relationship is broken because of sin. We have the man now not looking anything like he, he was supposed to look like. We, yeah. find, we find him in fear. I, I would dare to say that he also started seeing God inappropriately there. No, no, no right? there's no doubt. Well, no, because he, he was ashamed. Right, by he his was ashamed sin and thought he was being shamed by right his father. And and he so he so he ran from God, mm. right? And then, of course, you know, uh, in the representation, we weren't we weren't representing him well. If you look, the first thing he does, Adam does after he falls, he hides, and then he starts blaming. Mm. He starts blaming the woman. Starts blame. It's 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 her fault. Mm-hmm. See, th- this is all. The brokenness of humanity in its very genesis. Yeah. This is the brokenness of humanity in the very genesis. We see this going on. And then, of course, we see that man did lose his rulership. He Mm. handed his authority over to the enemy. And now, instead of him lording over, something was lording over him now. Mm. So, I mean, I think this in this podcast, we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff. And I think that the, the, the call for you and I, is that we want to become conformed to the image of God's Son. Mm. That's the ultimate goal. We want to be to look more like Jesus every day. Maybe restore restore your relationship, restore your representation, representation restore your royalty. Yeah. And you realize that that has been your gifting and calling yeah. from the beginning. And it says that all those giftings and all those callings are irrevocable. Was it Romans 11, uh, 29? 11, 29, I think it is, yeah. Uh, yeah. The gifts and the callings of God are without repentance or irrevocable. The God of this world tries to blind our minds from truth. And uh, the more that we understand about God and who He is... Um, the more that these things that we've been talking about are restored to us in the sense of us walking in them. Our relationship with God uh, begins to take on a new form mm. in the sense of uh, the way we are rightly relating to God. Yeah, yeah. That our representation, we're, we want we're going to begin to represent Him to the world, right? And people begin to see us walking in love. And when we weren't, when we were one time getting frustrated, we're not getting frustrated now, you know. Mm. Or we're, you know, we're putting anger in its place, or or you know, jealousy that's being cut off, you know, or being uh, uh, these things are are important. For us to to demonstrate to the world what Jesus looks like, and of course that we know that we are understanding our rule to our rulership mm-hmm. in the earth about us, you know, taking our dominion in place and the adversary not taking advantage of us or our families. We can actually stand up in the middle of this and understand that Jesus has restored our authority. Hmm. I said this recently that man is like a big hunk of wood. God sees what we're going to be. And his job now is to cut away everything that doesn't look like the image mm. that he has for us, the masterpiece. Ephesians two ten mm. says that we're God's masterpiece, right? Right. We're his masterpiece, you know, uh, created in Christ Jesus for good works. So God has a vision for our lives. He can and see our true our true form. The job now is to whittle away 
or to, you know, to carve mm. away everything from this block that doesn't look like mm. what it what it was intended to look like. How does he do that? How does he go about doing that? You think? Well, I mean, I think that's the 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 discovery that we're all in of of understanding our identity, understanding who we are, and then the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Mm. He comes to convict, convince us of who we are. Uh, he begins to come and deal with our lives. You know, it, it's the process of saying no to the flesh, saying yes to God, right? Uh, overcoming temptations, getting our mind renewed. That's probably probably the biggest thing too, getting our mind renewed with the Word of God. So we got to see ourselves as the finished product too. Oh, the, yes. the wood, the wood that has been chiseled away. Yes. We have to see ourselves there, even though we may not be there yet. Yeah, yeah. no, I think this is the key. Second Corinthians five seventeen says, "Therefore, if any man is in Christ, right, he is a new creation, creature. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. Behold, behold. Mm. That's an interesting word. Yeah, yeah. And when you're beholding something, it means it's in front of you." When you're beholding something, it means you're aware of it. It's at the forefront of your thinking. Now listen to what he said. Apostle Paul said, when I get born again, right, if any man be in Christ, in Christ is the terminology being used of in union with Christ, being in union with Him, right? This is that real estate, the prime real estate that we get placed, and when we get born again, we get placed in Christ. It says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, mm-hmm. all things have become new. I got to keep at the forefront of my thinking, not my past life, not my past behaviors, not my old patterns. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. No, I need to behold I need to behold the new creation, the identity that I have, the new thing that God has done and is doing in my life. Mm. We, We focus so many times in Christianity and in the church on behavior modification. That's true. And that's, that's and it's and it's and it's good, right? We need. I mean, it's okay that we need. I think we need to have well, behavior. I was saying it's true that the church focuses on that. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and there's a true point on it. Yeah. Well, I mean, ultimately, that's we we want to see we want to see people transform. Transform, right? But the problem is, is that it's not behavior modification that needs to be focused Mm-mm. on. It's beholding modification. Because <laughs> we. We don't have their answers all the time. We don't know how to change their behavior. No. Well, we don't have formulas no, right. on how to change their behavior. Well, I think, too, if we're all the time focused on fruit, we'll always be disappointed. Mm-hmm. So it's not a behavior modification, it's beholding modification. What am I beholding? And I think this is what this podcast is about. Mm. It's the invitation, right? Kalea, right? A call. A call. Or an invitation. Well, I like this too. This is it, it's um, it's also to bear a name or to bear mm. a title, a call to bear a new name. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, a call to bear a new name. Well, that's what this is about, right? We're going to be sharing things to get you to behold something that's true. That way, you can be transformed. The invitation is there for you to be transformed. Ultimately, behavior begins to be modified. That's what. That's where the fruit comes from. That's it. Seeing yourself as a fruitful person or yes. seeing yourself as 
one that embodies the fruit of the Spirit within them, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah, we, I think we have to ask the question. You know, when the Bible says in Genesis 1, 26, let us make man in our image, God is a spirit. John 4, 24 mm-hmm. says God is a spirit. What is it that we're, what kind of image are we to bear? I mean, I mean, do we have like, do we look like God in physical form? Right, yeah. A literalist would tell you yes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. But, 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 you know, what is it? What is it that, that, that looks like God? I think that's the question. Yeah. What is it, the image that we are to bear? And I think you don't have to go very far except for Galatians chapter 5 and begin to read about the fruit of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We are made in the image of God, which means this. We are made. We were made to bear His fruit, the, the love of God, right? The peace of God, the, the joy of God, right? Yes. What does, what does God look like? He looks like love. He yeah. looks like joy. He looks like peace. He yeah. looks like patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Mm-hmm. That's what God looks like. And if God is in me, then I look like that. Mm-hmm. Or at least my that's, true nature looks like that. That's the true identity. My true identity. It may, it may not look like that all the time to <laughs> onlookers, right? <laughs> but that's just what's true. That's, that's what's true about that's us. That's what's true on the inside. And that's my true identity. And again, we come back. What are you going to behold? You say mm. you want behavior modification, which again, I'm not saying that behavior modification is not important. It is. We want our behaviors to line up with the, uh, with the character of God. But it's not, we, it's not to focus on behavior modification. It's to focus on the beholding modification. What am I beholding? Mm. What am I keeping at the forefront of my thoughts? And I think if we would wake up every day, the call, here's the call or the invitation for us to wake up every day and understand that the love of God is in me, the joy of God is in me, the peace of God is in me, the patience of God is in me, the kindness, the kindness of God is in me, the, the goodness, the goodness of God is in me, faithfulness, the faithfulness of God is in me, His gentleness, His, the gentleness of God is in me, and, and the self control of God is in me. Now, what if we would behold that, and not everything else that doesn't look like that. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do. We we focus on the fruit and not the root. Right. What is who is the who is the root? What is the root? It's Jesus. Christ in me, the hope of glory. Greater is he that's in me mm. than he that's in the world. He's in me. The Spirit of God lives in me. And if I would behold that, you see, mm-hmm. then things begin to change. So how do you actively, or how do we actively help people that, that have self-control problems, which is one of the fruits of the Spirit? They haven't, be, you know, they're not beholding their true nature, mm-hmm. but they are having very real self-control issues, and they're mm-hmm. maybe laying that out to you. Pastor, mm-hmm. I need help with this. I can't stop doing this. Mm-hmm. I'm an angry person. Mm-hmm. I'm not a very patient person. I'm not really, I'm not really portraying mm-hmm. the fruits of the spirit yeah. the way I need to. Yeah. What's our What's our role to play okay. in all of that? Well, yeah. Well, first of all, let me say this. I think our role to play is also that we are the same way. We go through circumstances and trials sometimes where we don't really exhibit these fruits. Absolutely. A hundred percent of the time. No, right. I get it. Yeah. So this is a journey. It's the process. That's the plank-eyed <clears throat> life. Right. We right. got We got to look at us first. No, I mean, we're not here to throw stones, but how do we help someone do this? 
I think we have to understand this one major point. We have all been homeschooled in the wrong home. That's so true. we were born into this world, into sin. Adam infected the whole human race with the contagion of sin, right? The whole human Sickness. race ha- is sick because that's why Jesus said, He said, I didn't, I didn't come to call. Uh, you know, the righteous, I, I've come to call those that are in need of a physician, mm-hmm. right? I, I came to, to help those that were in need of a physician. Well, Which in a sense was everybody. <laughs> right, yeah, right. It's everybody. You know, he's the divine doctor. Uh, or if you want to put it like this, he, he's the antidote uh, or the, okay. or the uh, anti-venom. Yeah, yeah. Right, to, to the snake bite. That's what happened That's in the good. garden, right? The Yeah, the bit, serpent. The serpent. Right, he he bit and injected Adam with you know the poison. Mm. So Jesus is that, but uh, I think we have to understand when you get when you get born again, and when I say born again, you know this means that we we turn our lives over to Christ, where we repent of our sins and we 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 lay our lives at His feet. And when it's not about a prayer so much as about a heart change. We do have the sinner's prayer. We pray these types of things that help people to make the connection. But, uh, you know, the Bible says in Romans 10 that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right. So I'm not making this about a, a prayer. I, I say I said a prayer. I don't know if it was the prayer that you would maybe, uh, I don't know if I walked through the ABCs of salvation sure, in the sure. sense. It's I, more we, about your heart. And it's about, more my heart than the words. Yeah. However, I think words are important because it's with the mouth your confession is made. But when we go and we accept Christ, right, when we accept Jesus, something happens on the inside of us. There's something that really has happened. There's something that's truly been changed. And that's your spirit. Mm -hmm. However, your soul, man is a tripartite being. Spirit, soul, body. Spirit, soul, and body. When I get born again, my soul doesn't get saved. It, It is being saved. Right. My body is not saved. It's it being, being saved. saved. But when I got born again, it was instantaneous. Your spirit is the that's, spirit of God. And that's the real me. That's the real you forever. Gotcha. Right. So how do we so getting back to this point, how do we help someone that's struggling? I think that in itself is very important key. They need to understand their makeup spiritually. They need to understand who they are. I think the next thing they need to realize is that 2 Corinthians chapter 10, the Apostle Paul said, you know, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, mm-hmm. but mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds. And, and, and I think it's a key, pulling down of strongholds. Pulling down of strongholds. What is a stronghold? Like a fortress, uh, walls. Mm-hmm. Um, Something that is made to keep you behind, keeping people from getting in or you to get out. Gotcha. Here in this negative connotation, I believe, oh, yeah. it's, it's keeping you in bondage. I always look at strongholds like this. Can you imagine a, uh, a water slide? Like, a, you know, the ones that are in the tubes? Mm-hmm. That water goes down that water slide, and you can go down in an inner tube or on a mat or whatever, right? And you go the pattern of that tube. Yes, well, that's like what a stronghold is. It's, it's mm. a thought patterns that mm. go the same way all the time. Hmm. A stronghold is something that's got a stronghold on you. Okay. And 
And a stronghold is something, it's a, it's a, because if you look in the next verse, right after that, it says, taking every thought captive, right? Casting down, it actually says this. He said, casting down imaginations, mm-hmm. thoughts or reasonings, and bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. The strongholds have to do with your thought life. And I think it's very important that we understand that when I get born again, I still have strongholds, ways and patterns of thinking that I've always had. So if you were a person that was an, had dealt with anger, the Spirit of God is still living in you even if you blow your top as a Christian. Right, right. Right? Right. He doesn't leave you. No. But what has to happen, this is where the process comes in. you got to understand who you are, right? Understanding my true makeup. Yes. Spirit of God is in me. He's there to help me. The second thing is, is I'm going to have to do something with my thought thought life. Yeah. And I'm going to have to bring the thoughts captive, which means I need to line up my thinking. Okay, hold on. Is this going to honor God? Is this going to hurt someone else? And then I have to make the decision not to respond as hard as that. As, but if you do that time after time after time, and you're renewing your mind with the Word of God, and because God's Word is transformative, it can change your thoughts change your mindset because mm-hmm. you're getting the mind of Christ. So now instead of that water slide going that way, you're building a brand new water slide that the thought patterns is going to go a different direction. Gotcha. So all of a sudden somebody comes up and says something to you off maybe being offensive or whatever. When you would stand up and punch somebody right. or fight with them or put your finger in their face. That's the old stronghold. That's the old, that's the old man or the old, the, the, the old thought, thought patterns pattern. that has to be changed. It has to be changed through that Word of God, through you taking your thoughts captive, Mm -hmm. right? Saying no, putting on, taking off the work, these fleshly things, making a choice and decision to put them off and putting on the Lord Jesus Christ. And I think that process, if you're committed to that, that's that's the work. Mm -hmm. When we don't want to talk about salvation being a work, you don't have to work for salvation. No. Right? You receive it. Yeah. But there is a work involved, and that work is the renewing of your mind and taking, and that is work. Well, because therefore, at the beginning, you're, that's going to be your default. That's going to, you're still going to be working with your default. That's good. You know, that's your, good. Your default response is going to be to that's act good. in kind. To that's act, it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> respond with anger at anger. Respond with, you know, hatred at people who hate you. You know, that's your de- That's man's default. Think about this. This is the other day I was uh, getting my message together for last Sunday, and I was working on Microsoft Word, typing my notes. You know, and I was laying out my th- outline, and I went up there to whatever it was, and I I clicked on it right, and it was showing me different options, and I clicked a certain option, and then there was a button down on the bottom. After I made the selections of how I want my outline to be. On the very bottom, it says set as mm. default. Mm. You're creating a new default or a new thought pattern. Right. So, you, But you have to work at that in order for that to become your default. I hear you. I thought you was about to tell me a time you defaulted. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like you erased your whole document. You're like, ah! Oh. <laughs> well, I've done that. Yeah. <laughs> I think you was there one time to help me. <laughs> But it's true. So I need to I need to set my my thought patterns to a different place, and that's where the work of salvation. And I say say work. That's where as there is a there is a work to that. There is something I have to do for that. Yeah. To, it's not a, it's not a matter of my salvation. 
It's a matter of me, the invitation for me to come, the kaleo, Mm -hmm. into the fullness of Christ. Well, think about the fruits of the Spirit. Think about why it's important for us to realize our calling, why it's important for us to see ourselves as we truly are, to know that we are uh, that we are gardens for the fruits of the Spirit. The importance of that, once again, let's reiterate, it's not a salvation thing anymore. Once we know Jesus, mm-hmm. we're righteous. Now it's other people's potential salvation. Mm-hmm. People need to see that I'm a fruit bearer. They need to taste and see that the Lord is good. And the only way they can do that is if they see me and see that I'm bearing fruit mm-hmm. and they can eat the fruit that I produce mm-hmm. out and about. Now, if, there's, if, they, if they know that I'm a believer, they know that I follow Jesus, and I'm responding with anger, I'm responding with wrath, I'm responding with fear, then I'm not going to look any different Mm-mm. than they look. Mm-hmm. They're not eating anything of value Mm-mm. from my garden, Mm-mm. right? Yep. And that's why holiness is important. It's an important thing. Yeah. It's an impo- that's, I'm, I guess you could call it, that's the work of a Jesus follower. The work is not for me, it's for them. Well, I work from, Apostle Paul said in Philippians 2, that we work out of our salvation. Right. People misquote that. They mistranslate that. Yeah. They say, well, the Bible says to work out my salvation. You work out yours, I'll work out mine. You mm-hmm. know, I don't know why I turned into a, right. a southern belle there. But, I'm not sure. <laughs> but no, I think we're mistranslating that one. What's, yeah. well, where's it at? Philippians, Philippians 2. Philippians 2, he says this. He said, uh, he said, therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, verse 12, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Work out. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. You're going to work out work out your salvation. So work out of, I guess we could imply. Right. Or think about this a second. When you work out, right, your muscles are already there. Oh, okay. Right? I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, we work. I mean, that's true. We are working out of our salvation, not for our salvation. We, I mean, we're going to produce good works because yes. we know that we are righteous. Right. The muscles are there. What's not there is the form of those. That's why you work. Think about working out. What mm-hmm. are you doing? You're taking building. what you've got and you're building on what you have. Right. It's not that you're producing a new quad muscle or a new tricep or bicep. No, it's not new. It's there, but it's it needs there, to be built upon. But it needs to be built upon. Okay. And that's what we're trying to do even in this podcast, right? I mean, we want to give people the opportunity to be able to work out some things. That way they can... Help them build upon the muscles that are there. Right. To walk into yeah. the fullness, the full stature. Yeah. Apostle Paul talks about the, what, Ephesians, talk about the fullness of the stature of Christ. Yeah. The fullness, the maturity. What is killing people in the body of what is killing the body of Christ today is the Trojan horse of immaturity. Mm. It's it, it'll it'll destroy a church. It'll destroy churches. It'll destroy the body. Immaturity is a is a big deal in people's lives. And we are to grow up. Hmm. Apostle Paul says, grow up. Get off the teat. Get off the teat. Eat some meat. And eat some meat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's our new t-shirt. <laughs> Let me share one more verse with you, Bear. I think it bears out to what we're kind of talking about. Um, okay. Again, that word kaleo, uh, it means an invitation, right? Um, 
a call. And I think you shared something there. What was it about mm-hmm. the new name you said? Uh, yeah, part of the definition is to be called to bear a new name or to, bear a new title. Yeah, to bear a new name. And, you know, our name is important. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs 22, verse 1, it says, A good name is chosen rather than great riches. You know, our name means something, right? Right. And, and we are to be bearing, again, bearing the name, to live with the a reality of our name, right? I mean, you're Barry Klein. Yes. So as you carry the name Klein, it's reflecting everything. Mm-hmm. You know, you go and you have... It's a woven name. into my identity. It, it Right. And not only is it affecting you, it affects your affects My your progeny. Right. <laughs> So having that in mind, listen to what this says in James chapter 1, verse 19. So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. For the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Again, you was talking about that a little bit ago about holiness. You know, mm-hmm. This doesn't produce. These old traits, these old patterns we've been talking about, does not produce God's way of doing things. That's why we need to renew our minds. Right. That's why we need to even in community, it's so important, you know, that we're sharing life in community and praying for one another. And maybe we can share that in a different podcast at some yeah. point. It says, As therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness. Notice, notice now whose responsibility is that? Mine. You have to lay that aside, right? And receive with meekness. Receive with meekness. The soil of meekness. Hmm. It is the place that the seed can germinate. Right. The soil condition of meekness is huge in our life. Receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to what? Save, Save your, your souls. souls. Implanted word. Getting that word in you. What God thinks. What God is saying. What the scripture is speaking to us. Let it implant into us. Let it germinate. Let this thing grow in us which is able to save your souls. So let's read on. But be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. See, you can come to church and you can hear the word of God, but if you never let it become your filter. Mm. See, that's what doing the word is. It starts by letting it be the filter for your life. It becomes the thing that when information comes to you that you're filtering it. Yes, you can do the word by responding right, But the very genesis of doing the Word is it becoming your filter. Remember now, you're receiving the implanted Word. You're devouring Scripture. You're devouring what uh, the teachings of Jesus. You're devouring the epistles. You're devouring what the Bible is saying about who you are. Be doers of the Word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Verse 23, for if anyone is a hearer of the Word, okay, you're hearing it, you're auditing it, Mm Mm-hmm. And not a doer or not a someone that's using it as a filter. He is like a, like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. What's the implications? Again, the invitation is for you and I to come, to have our relationship mm-hmm. restored, our re- us to walk in a the relationship that we have been destined to be walking in. The call for us to come back to a representation mm-hmm. and the image of God won't be tarnished anymore. We can see it clearly. And then also our royalty, our rulership. This all comes from 
being doers, not only hearers. We was talking about a minute ago about us. How do we make this a reality? It has to become our filter. Mm. We don't want to be someone out here that we're hearing messages on Sunday morning, but never letting it transform us or our daily quiet times or whatever. We don't want and, and we're not letting it transform our lives. What happens is we get in the middle of life. We're observing it. We're hearing it when we're reading it. We're hearing it from our pastor or through a Bible study or whatever. We're hearing it. We're seeing the reflection of what, who we really are. Yeah. But all of a sudden, when we leave the church, we leave our quiet times or whatever, and we go into the world and we don't let it become our filter, we're like a man that's forgetting who he is. He goes away and he forgets what hmm. type of man he was. So it's up to us to begin to let this new identity to be our filter. Mm -hmm. Again, it's not behavior modification. It's beholding mm. modification. Second uh, Corinthians 3.18, But we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. Now we have to ask the question now, where is the glory of the Lord? Where is the glory? Where are we beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord? Where are we beholding it from? Mm. Well, we could say the Word of God. Right. Because the Word is like a mirror. But we're beholding it within ourselves. Right. The, the glory of the Lord is Christ in us, the hope of glory. glory. And our being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Beholding as in a mirror. Philemon 1.6, that the communication of our faith, that communication of our faith, it's a word that means this common salvation that we share. Mm. That the communication of our faith may become effective. The word effective in Philemon 1, 6, it's the Greek word energes. We get the word energy from it. Okay. Energy causes thing to move. He said the communication of our faith would move. How? By the acknowledging of every good thing that is in you in Christ Jesus. The way that you and I get spiritual momentum is beholding the good thing that's in you. Mm. And that good thing that's in you is Jesus. Right. And that good thing is all of His fruit, all of the fruit of the Spirit. And we got to behold that. And the Bible says that you and I will be transformed into that image. Whatever you're beholding is what you become. Oh, but Pastor, I don't have any good in me. I don't have anything good in me. Okay, that, that's the thought line of Adam. They don't see themselves right. No, they're, they're in Christ. They need beholding right. They're in Christ. They're in Christ, but they're living in Adam. They're wow. in Christ, prime real estate. In Christ, prime real estate. In Christ, but living in Adam. They will continue to squalify themselves. They will, they will continue. continue walking away, hiding themselves in fig leaves. Same thing. The same. It, it will be no different because in Adam, we all die. But in Christ, we're all made alive. In Adam, we will experience the effects of death. And that's just not physical death. That's all the miseries that come with it. All the miseries. If you want, if you and I want it, it it's that it's that for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Mm. We are free. But we there's a difference between being free, being freed, and being free. Indeed. <laughs> right? Sure. Think about that. Oh, okay. So there's a difference between being freed and being free. Emancipation proclamation. Abraham Lincoln sent out the order, all slaves be made free. Many slaves did not go free. I had a lady one time tell me this. Uh, she was 
she came to my office. Uh, it was a lady that was struggling with addiction. And she told me, she, quote from her mouth, she was getting ready to leave to go to, uh, she came here on a Sunday morning. They were taking her to rehab that day, right after church. And she asked to talk to me. So me and my wife went in with her. And we were in there. And this was the work. We had a, several exchanges. It was really good. Uh, but this is what she told me, quote. She said, I'm scared of freedom. See, you can be freed, but never be free. Right. And the slaves, they were, they were afraid to go. See, mm -hmm. that's the same thing in Adam. Romans 6, one of the, some of the greatest scriptures in the Bible. You have been freed from sin. Just because you're freed from it legally, Christ has made you free. It doesn't mean you're, you and I are walking in mm. So we have to understand that. And that's what we're trying to do with, with Kaleo, the invitation for us to step in into our true identity. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Kaleo Podcast. For more resources, you can check out faithchristianfellowship.com. You can also find us on Facebook and YouTube. If you have any questions that we can help you with, you can email those to kaleocast at gmail.com. See you soon.